Welcome to Midweek Motion, a Grace Avenue Church Leadership Podcast, where our heart is to be intentional about the type of culture, atmosphere, and language we use as leaders who serve the purpose of God. Well, hey, Grace Avenue. So great to be with you again from Midweek Motion. Today, I want to talk about trusting God with change. As a church, we have gone through some significant change. We've not gathered uh, since March. Um, We are on course to meet again, start gathering again in November in a new season, in a new building, uh, with fresh vision and just a, a new outlook on life. Obviously, the pandemic and everything that's gone on and has kind of just shifted so much around our world and so much in our city and in our our personal lives. Um, You know, God really has given me a a grace through this season to be able to to lead through this. And I just kind of want to talk a little bit about that today. And I believe it's going to, it's going to help you. Uh, Let me, let me start by saying this. It's, it's one thing to say, okay, God, I, I trust you through this season. It's a whole nother thing to say, God, I trust you with this season. Uh, to trust God through something is one thing. To trust Him with something is something different. Uh, I believe that to trust Him through it, we, we look ahead in faith, but to actually take ownership of that thing that we have in our hands in our season and, and give it to God and say, I trust you with this, that's a whole other level of trust. And I believe God really gave me grace to just lead through this season and trust him with it. Uh, because when you think about it, there's there's a lot on our plate. You know, we have a community, we have a church, we have, you know, operations, daily operations and financial responsibilities and ministries that we're involved in and over and that we oversee and support. And we have staff and, and leaders and teams of people and a congregation and in that congregation are people at different levels of life. We have students and business people and married and divorced and single moms and single dads and hurting people and visionaries and entrepreneurs and people counting just on the life that we pour out as a church, the life that we give out together, um, you know, as a, you know, as a voice in, uh, for the Lord in this city as well. There's people that count on us. And so God has been good to me. He's been good to us. Um, and he gave, he gave me and he gave the team just a real grace to grow through this and to trust him with the change, not just trust him through the change, but with it. Um, we put 10 years into Grace Avenue this December. Um, this baby is turning 10 and God has done something beautiful with it in that 10 years of sowing and growing and nurturing and building and shaping and in investing in God's people. And along this journey, there have been things I sensed over this last seven months, six, seven months. Um, I just sensed God was showing me from the very beginning, and I wanted to share those with you uh, today. So here's the first one. Uh, the first thing I really felt God was showing me from the very beginning was that this is not just a church that um, God had commissioned me to build, uh, but it's a family He'd given me. Uh, that that may sound kind of personal, but I, I feel like the Lord was saying that to me. Like I, I'm not just giving you a church to build. This is this is a family. This is a family I've given you to lead and and to love and to to understand and to know. Um, you know, when you say church, it kind of feels like out there when you're thinking about a building. Even though we know it's not a building, it's the people. But when you think about family, that's something very uh, familiar to us. And I felt like God was saying, "This is a family I've I've given you now." I know that, and 
I call us a family, and I preach that we're a family, and I've always taught that we're a family. Uh, and it's one thing to say that, but in this season, I felt like God reassured me of that immediately from the get-go. He gave me the immediate confidence that we were going to make it through this. And I really sensed that right away, that we were going to make it through this as a family. You know, I know, I know a lot of pastors, um, if not personally, some just across, across the nation or whatever you would say in the city and just different places around the world, a lot of people were lost through this. Uh, lost of, of what to do, lost on what direction, the decisions to make. People lost buildings, places they were renting, facilities that they were leasing, etc. And, um, you know, that could have easily been us, you know, at any time. Um, but God preserved us. Uh, so from the beginning, I felt this sense of just clarity and peace and hope and all this, that God was leading us. We were a family. Uh, you know, many churches have closed their doors. And many over this next season will continue to close their doors for various reasons, uh, financial or just people not coming back because of fear or whatever may be going on in their different state or city. Uh, people have merged together. Churches have merged. Some churches have folded. Um, and, and sadly, these are just heavy times for, for people and, and pastors and staff leading in this season. But God held the Grace Avenue family together. And, and that can only mean one thing to me. We exist for God's purpose on the earth. We're, we're not just here to, to assemble and gather or regather. Um, we have great purpose for the Great Commission, and you know we're accountable to God for that purpose. So uh, the second thing I felt like he showed me is, was that we as a church are, are going to go through a reset. And, and from the beginning, this has been happening. I feel like it's happened to me and for our, our, our staff. Um, I know it's happened for myself and Janelle and just our our core team of our executive team and our pastors, but there's been a reset. I felt like God was leading us um, to a place where prayer and the presence of God were going to be the primary focus and place that we land when we reassemble. So just think about upcoming here in in November when we kick back off officially. Um, Prayer in the presence of God, the primary focus that God is resetting us on as a church. Everything's been reset. Schedule changes, life, livelihoods, relationships, goals, plans, timelines. Everything has been reset in so many ways. And, you know, to reset means to restart and launch again and go go back, in a sense, to the beginning. And that's kind of what I've been doing with Grace Avenue. I've, I've been revisiting the foundations of what God had us build Grace Avenue upon. You know, when you look at Grace Avenue, when people come in the doors, I should say when they experience it, not, not when they look at it, but when they experience it, when they come in, when they, they catch that vibe, that atmosphere, that spirit, um, they don't necessarily see or know what's holding it together. They don't know what it's standing on, on, on or, or what foundations it's built on. They don't see that the values and the vision of why we exist. They they experience life and the, and people like it, but when you think about it, it's built on foundations. So it's kind of like this: people taste it, but they don't know the ingredients. Well, God's had me looking at the ingredients of what makes our church what it is, and you know what I've been looking at on the box is very encouraging and very hopeful for our future. Because God has made us a passionate, Jesus-centered, people-loving, presence-driven, serving, loving community. And so we're resetting from a great place of strength, you know, as we look to the future. 
And I'm just, I'm just honored that God preserved us in that way. Um, the third thing I feel like God showed me was that myself and, and our staff and our teams and team leaders are in this season going to redefine our pace and our race from here moving forward. Now, what do I mean by the pace? Well, the pace obviously shifted. It changed. You can't outrun a pandemic. So we shouldn't try. Um, so our pace immediately changed and we continued to try and keep a pace that was honestly day to day, week to week, month to month. We weren't trying to forecast so far ahead. We just tried to keep a healthy pace spiritually, emotionally, relationally, um, in all ways. And then the race, when you think about it, our, our wheels are, are always in motion just as Americans, just as individuals, our wheels are always in motion until this season. But the question is, did many of us have clear direction? Where were you headed in this season? And I, I really feel that in many ways, God has been clarifying to so many people what the race is um, and, and really defining the pace for so many of you. I've heard this over and over from people, which is a great thing. Isaiah 43, verse 19 says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, this season in many, way, in many ways feels like a wilderness for people. It's felt like a desert in certain areas. Relationally, people can't do what they used to do. But we serve a God who makes a way in the wilderness. And He's a God who makes rivers in the desert. And when God is new, doing a new thing, we're supposed to be people who perceive it as it springs forth. It says, now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? We're supposed to be people who perceive that which God is doing. You know, we're supposed to have eyes to see, ears to hear. Jesus said this in Scripture, you know, he who has eyes to see, ears to hear. You know, bus busyness in motion you know, without clear direction will really just hinder us from perceiving anything other than the most pressing need in front of us. And there's always something pressing in front of us. And what I perceive from the beginning of all this is, it's that big word that nobody likes, change. Everyone and everything is being forced into uncomfortable or unfamiliar change. Across the board, your family, your friends, your boss, your business, your community, your friendships, your relationships, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, everybody is being forced into uncomfortable or unfamiliar change. And there's a natural resistance to change for all of us. It's much easier to just roll with our own rhythms and, and systems and familiarity. But everyone right now is dealing with change and changes and shifts and adjustments and realignments and repurposing and redistributing of people and time and finances and energies towards effective outcomes. And it's just a world, a whirlwind time of change. And if you look at, if you look at, at your relationships, this is happening to everyone. So for me, some of the change I've adjusted to is, is, uh, let me just give you some of these. Number one, I've had to adjust to the change of having a lot of time at home, which for me mean has meant a slower pace in a similar environment as opposed to my life since as long as I've known it, at least 17, 18 years old, living life at a rapid pace with an always changing environment. 
always moving, always shuffling, always shifting, always going, always building something, always taking ground, always doing something. And I'm just going to speak to this for a second because it, it dawned on me about 45 days ago, month and a half ago, when I started to sense a shift in me about the change. It took six months of not having this feeling about two to three times a week that I'm failing or dropping the ball somehow. Now, I don't think that was God making me feel that. I think there was this self-imposed pressure of, I need to be moving. I need to be doing something. I, I can't be dropping the ball. Something's failing. And I'd almost have this sense of anxiousness and pressure that I should just be doing something more and that I should be pushing something forward. And you know, we're, we're, in a country and in a culture that's just always doing that. We're always pushing something ahead in life and faith and focus. Not, not to say that I'm not doing that now, but right now it's different. Right now it's different in the way that it was for me last year at this time. You know, And so I, I've been changing the way I respond to things, the way I respond or if I respond to a text or an email or even the way I feel. I've literally had to slow myself down uh, the last the last six weeks and just uh, actually let me rephrase that I've literally recognized that I've slowed myself down this last six weeks, uh, but before that the six months before it was this is a pandemic. Calm down, Daniel. You're not in control. Chill, relaxed. In this last month and a half, I've just felt so much peace and clarity about God and His purpose and our future. Um, but that's a change that I've had to navigate. Um, another one is that I had to adjust to the change of of close the closing of a second campus. Now, now think about this: we we worked so hard to reach another side of our city. We dreamed this for about eight years. We spent eighteen months dedicated to praying for this, raising finances for this, working to cast vision, building teams for this, dividing our church. And, and sending people to the other side of the city. And then we launched it and then closed it down after five weeks. You know, surprisingly, that was an easy shift for me. It, it, it cost us a lot, obviously, in the sense of what, what feels like a lot of work that we put in that has just kind of been put on pause. But again, <clears throat> excuse me, but again, we don't, we don't get to control those things. We just get to respond to them, to trust God with it. I've had to adjust to that. I had to adjust to the change of pastoring people publicly and privately in a climate that is filled with racial and political tension and dealing with the ongoing issues that we keep seeing of, of police brutality and the pan pandemic and political overtones attached to everything, uh, you know, politically correct culture, you know, watching everything. Just I've had to, to pastor. A lot through through Facebook and social media and videos and looking at a camera. This has just been different. It's been a huge shift for me to not even be able to sit with someone face to face and just talk to them, see how they're doing, help them through their their ups and their downs. Um, I've had to adjust to the inability to plan long term. Been forced to focus on shorter goals, shorter timelines, shorter achievements. Um, focusing really on just. Prayer in God's presence, leading, feeding, guarding, loving the flock. Um, I had to adjust to, you know, everything that you did too, digital life, Zoom meetings, you know, but here's the challenge. I've had to 
to pastor people and lead people and communicate with people in their hard times, in hopelessness, in fears, um, in hospitals. You know, I couldn't sit with people, I couldn't eat with people, I couldn't pray with people, I couldn't visit people, I couldn't put my arm around people. It was just a, it was just a complete shift. Look, that's a lot of change that I just rattled off in, you know, two or three minutes. It's a lot of change. And, and this season just brought to my remembrance a verse that I often preach, but don't ever have to live out to this extreme, like I've had to in this last season. And it's this. It's Galatians 5.25. It says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Another translation says, since we now live by the Spirit, let's keep in step with the Spirit. We're supposed to be, and we are, people of the Spirit of God. Jesus said, it's good that I go and leave the Holy Spirit with you to lead you and guide you into all truth. We honor Jesus by staying attentive to the Holy Spirit's leading, and His leading always includes change. Now, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but His leading of our life and purpose involves change. And it requires our participation, not, not our resistance, but our participation with His changes and His shifts. So what I'm saying is that change is really something we should anticipate. Change is something that is, as spiritual people following Jesus, we should be anticipating change. Look, every successful business out there in the world right now has visionaries. People who are paid to envision, anticipate, navigate, and create uh, sustaining change. (laughs) Believe that or not, sustaining change. Think about that for a second. Change that is always constant. Change that keeps happening, that keeps coming. It's just something's always in motion. There's development in, in tech and all kinds of different markets, you know, where people are um, paid to respond to the cultural needs and shifts and demands out there. Look, markets thrive when they meet the needs that change has demanded. You know, the stock market goes up, people get richer, you know, companies can develop more, CEOs get richer, employees get richer, people get bonuses. Why? Because markets thrive when they meet the needs that change has demanded. And as Christians, but people of the Spirit of God, we should be the same way as we anticipate what God might want to do today, tomorrow, or next week. He's building His kingdom and He's adding people to it. He's building His family. That's change that we should anticipate. That means the church should not look the same as it did last year. It certainly doesn't right now. But every year that goes by, God keeps adding. God keeps shifting. God keeps changing. Look, have have you ever sat on your leg too, you know, incorrectly, and then it falls asleep, and then you try and walk on it? Yeah, very uncomfortable. Um, Maybe some of you in this season have been sleeping on the fact that you're supposed to be uncomfortably comfortable. Knowing change is coming, knowing shifts are coming, but you're more comfortable with things not changing. There are supposed to be shifts and changes happening because we're following the Spirit's leading in our life. Now, I'm not talking about flaky Christians where every five minutes God is leading them somewhere different to someone new or someplace different or wherever, um, or they're leading, getting led to a new church because they don't like how the last one had to correct them 
or the last one resisted them. I'm not talking about that flakiness. I'm talking about spirit-led people that bring glory to God, spirit-led people that adjust the change that causes the kingdom of God to advance, people to be unified and built up, that causes purpose to come forth from our lives. You know, in, in life, when, when people don't change, they get passed by. They get left behind or they become outdated or ineffective. Like you see this in sports when someone can't adjust. You see this in business when people can't adjust. You see this. Look, it's the same with us as Christians when we can't make the adjustments that God is leading. You know, we, we can get left behind in that sense where God is still moving. Look, look, there's never useless people, but there are people whose usefulness expires. That, that's, that's happened to me. Like, because my usefulness expired in, a, in prior seasons, God advanced me and moved me forward, but I could have easily stayed where I was. Grace Avenue did not have to be. I could have just stayed where I was in different times, in different seasons, all throughout the years. Things would have felt comfortable. But I, I've always had this sense of, of a desire to keep shifting with God because God keeps, keeps moving things forward. So we're supposed to keep in step with what God is doing so that we are, are useful in church life. We're, we're useful in God's kingdom and useful in our purpose and, and in this world where our light is called to shine. So maybe this season, God is calling you to trust Him with change. And maybe you're, you're trying to get from God at this time what the next 10 steps look like. Well, His word to you in this season would be, Trust me with the next step. Trust me with the change. Don't just trust me through the change, but trust me with the change. Church fam, I'm asking you in, in this season to shift with God, to shift with where he's taking us as a church family for our impact here in the city and for a generation that we're trying to reach and the children and the young adults that we're trying to bring up as leaders in the kingdom of God. You know, let, let's help others with, with seeing the big picture of change that, that's happening to everyone. A lot of people, when we reopen those doors, there'll be new people. People who don't know us, don't know our culture, don't really know what to make sense of when it comes to, to the world and what's going on. Look, let's be people who help others see the big picture. Uh, let's help everyone see that it's not just something that's affecting them, it's affecting everyone. And we get a choice, we get a chance to respond, to trust God with change. Look, I'm going to close with this here. Next two minutes. Stay with me. Joshua 1.9. God says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is, this is the chapter where Joshua is facing the reality that he can no longer lean upon the leadership of Moses. He was forced to take ownership of his own calling, his own purpose, his own decision-making, his own leadership mindset, his own prayer life, his own forward movement, his own communication to, to generals and to the people. He had to, to step in and step up because of the change. Moses had passed away. Moses died. And now it was on him. Look, God does this in our lives as well. He often removes the familiarity and the security of what we've known and what we've leaned upon. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's gone. It's different. It's changed. 
Yet God's word to us is the same as it was to Joshua. He says, I'm the Lord your God, and I'm with you wherever you go. He's not just with you where you were or with what you did. He's with you wherever you go next. You know, for the the people of Israel, they'd, they'd only known difficult times and wandering, and they had to trust God for his promise over them. And you have to do the same for your life, your future, your family, your business, your goals, your dreams, the purpose of God to be seen and worked out in you through your devotion to Jesus. Look, in every season, we are called to be worshipers and witnesses of Jesus. Even when things are cloudy, things can be clear if we respond well to change. And as people come back in church in this season, let's encourage them that as they're facing change, as they're dealing with setbacks, as they're restructuring their lives and livelihoods, rebuilding dreams, resetting desires and just things in their heart, let's encourage people to adjust to change by keeping in step with the Holy Spirit's leading. Let's point people back to faith and point people back to prayer and point people back to God's presence, point them back to the Word of God and help them keep the first things first and to trust God with the change that is happening because He is doing a new thing. I leave you with this verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's my prayer for you in this season, that as we advance into the future, that you wouldn't be anxious about anything. And that you trust God with the change that's happening all around us, happening to you, to family, your boss, your church your friends, your family, everyone. Let's trust God. Let's trust God with this change. Let's not be caught up in anxiousness. Let's let our requests be made known to God. And let's let His peace guide us in and through all this season. Let it guard our hearts, our minds, in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. It's been great being with you. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Midweek Motion, where our goal is to be intentional about the type of culture, atmosphere, and language we use as leaders who serve the purpose of God. For more information, go to graceavenuechurch.com. And remember, what God has done in your life is yours to live.